Welcome back to another episode of the BFR Podcast. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore BFR. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. You can follow him on Twitter. It's Ficky Baby. We have a great episode. We have Chicago Nick of the Just Another Year Chicago Podcast. Great conversation. We talk We talk Justin Fields, OTAs. We talk David Montgomery, surprisingly. We talk Roquan Smith. It's just overall great conversation. Uh, before we hop over there, Ficky, man, how you doing? Man, I'm doing fucking great. We're back again. <laughs> OTAs have started. We got cleats on the grass. I know this whole time we've been kind of hype over, you know, the draft and, you know, offseason buildup, but we're actually now seeing like football, Real football. happen. Real football. Passes, balls being caught, routes running, like not tackling yet, but like we're just, it's just a tease. You know what I mean? It's just telling us that we're even that closer to the football season. So I'm ready. Absolutely, man. Well, we're going to hop, we're, let's go ahead and hop right over to that um, interview. But Nick, how you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, pretty exciting news coming out of, you know, OTA starting. And, you know, it's finally starting to feel like football's back. We got a little beef going on over in Detroit. It's <laughs> a lot of things are happening. So thanks for having me on tonight. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to all of that real quick here. Uh, but Nick, um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been doing this? Um, where can we find you? Like, what's your YouTube channel name? Um, and then any content recently that you've been kind of working on that you're excited about? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm I'm Nick. I go by Chicago Nick uh, without a K. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, but I'm part of Just Another Year Chicago. So Just Another Year Chicago started in November of 2020. COVID hobby. A ton of channels did it. Um, just, you know, one day bought a mic off Amazon. It worked out really well. And it only, only takes one video. And I had one video that got like 500 views. And that just kind of like, you got me. Like, I'm going to keep doing this. So I've uh, been doing it since uh, November 2020, and it's been an, a hell of a ride. We cover mainly mainly the Bears. We do a little bit of the Bulls. I have two other co-hosts, uh, Tony and Nick. They come on every now and then. And then we cover all Bears news, so you know draft prospects, draft picks, uh, overall thoughts. We have some player interviews coming on, so some cool content, kind of like you were saying, that's coming out. Is We have Eric Kramer coming on, uh, Bears' former yeah. quarterback. He's a single-season passing guy the closest guy that ever got to four thousand <laughs> yards in the season so we have him coming on uh the episode will be up on may 24th 2023 so excited about that but a lot of things are going good and it's a lot of fun i love the bears i've loved the bears since i was a kid all this stuff behind me i've been collecting all 26 years of being on this planet so it's been a it's been a ride exciting it's, it's gonna be an exciting season for sure Awesome, man. Well, again, we'll have all your, your links uh, in the description. So everyone be sure to check it out. Uh, Nick, the, speaking of kind of OTAs and Montgomery, we're going to start it here. We'll start with some positives. Uh, Justin Fields uh, and DJ Moore. Uh, apparently they were kind of lighting it up. Uh, Justin was going to D DJ early today. And then I guess the best play of the day was actually a, a, a bomb to DJ Moore. It was a diving catch. Um, I know you saw some of the chatter. Um, what do you think of Justin Fields and DJ Moore? Are you excited? Um, what's your thoughts, man? So I, I will start off with, I liked, so when the trade happened, I was actually at a bachelor party and uh, I was like, this is going to work because these guys definitely are going to have good chemistry. They're the same type of player. They never quit on a play. They have the championship mentality. And when I found out that Fields literally called more, like within 15 minutes of officially make, the trade was official. You know, some guys are like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to call them just yet. want to make sure that things have gone through. Everything's, you know, flying colors. and yeah, when, I think it's going to work. I These guys both are super big competitors. Moore has never really had a true quarterback in Carolina, in my opinion. Uh, some people might have different thoughts on that, but 
the fact that he's able to put up the stats that he has fields needs a wide receiver type like him, a guy who can go up and just bully people is super fast, great downfield vision. And they both are on the same mission to turn this thing around. And polls would not have brought DJ Moore in if he didn't work with Justin Fields. I mean, you heard when Justin Fields wanted Vellis Jones Jr. He still likes Vellis Jones Jr. And hopefully that relationship works out. I think out. they're actually, they're, they were working out in uh, Georgia like a yeah, month ago. It, yeah. And they, they both look really good from the highlights. So, and, yeah. you know, DJ Moore and Justin, they actually were hanging out a ton this offseason. Just like a different culture. I was actually at the Bulls game where it was DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, uh, Fields, and then there was and Claypool, Claypool. The four Claypool, of the guys, yeah. they're all hanging out in the box, and you turn around. Like, you, when was the last time Bears players did that? Like 2006, <laughs> like Erlacher, Briggs, Tillman. Like, the, the guys were all cool with each other. Like, Smoking Jay, Greg Olson, like everybody – it's just going to, they've already proven it off the field that they're close. They're working, they're talking. And now yeah. on the field, the second day of OTAs, they're already doing this. And the fact that they both showed up to OTAs together at the same time, it was just big clutch move for the bears. Yeah. Vicky. Yeah. I think, you know, a, a, lo a low key piece of this is also age. Like I feel like we've only, our team is like 26 and under. So like you're going to have a lot of similarities and commonalities that you want to share with each other. So I think like the bonding experience is a lot easier because you have similar interests and whatnot. So I think this is all going back to like polls, like talk, he talked about this when he first got here. It's like, we have to build a culture. Right. And so yeah. he stripped the team, right. He got rid of everything that did not fit his eyes of culture. And now we're seeing with this off season, it was the first time that polls decided like, yep, these are the type of players that I'm going to bring in, you know? So we're actually now starting to see like that first step of that actual rebuild under that you know uh vision that polls had so i think like like nick said polls wouldn't have brought him in if he didn't feel that he was going to be a good fit with fields right this wasn't a team that's like just trying to bring in that one guy so we can you know you know go over the top and be super bowl contenders this is like no i'm trying to bring in men in here that i want to be on this team for three to four to five plus years right you're trying to build build a foundation with this team because right now we don't have that so i think i'm excited about that i think dj Moore, the talent proves itself like consistently consistently put up numbers even his i think is what lowest year maybe like 800 yards or something like that and he, he was injured part of that year so like even with that the man knows how to get open get the ball and you know he he knows how to ball and that's what we need a true wide receiver number one and then along with that not only is he a wide receiver number one what it does is the impact it's going to have on someone like uh darnell mooney right with darnell you know he could play one but like on a contender he's not a one but is he a good two i would say so and then same with claypool right claypool could actually jump and be the number two this year so we the first time in like I don't know, since Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, we have like a wide receiver room and a running back room and a tight end room where you're like, yeah, there's some depth competition. This is like good on paper. And that has not happened for a Chicago Bears offense in like years. So like I'm very <laughs> excited to see what this offense can do. You took the words out of my mouth. I was thinking it was, it's the receiving room is just so complete, you know, compared to last year. I think it's probably, I think that's why it feels so drastically different. Just because last year we were excited about, you know, St. Brown, you know, and then Nikhil Harry middle of the season. It was just a lot different, but I, I don't know if you guys seen it, but in regards to the DJ Moore trade, um, Nick, you're talking about apparently fields when he woke up, we knew he like woke up and checked his phone, but there was a new detail that he actually thought he got traded. 
Oh wow! Yeah. I, did <laughs> not, I did not know that. Wow! Yes, that's, that's I saw it. Was, up to. I know. Yeah. Well, he saw DJ Moore, and I guess he immediately thought, okay, well, you know, the package has to include me more than like or I don't know. But the fact he was even thinking that was a possibility, I don't really like that. Um, but he also had another uh, another question: was like, did you ever think the Bears were going to, you know, draft a quarterback at one? He said, no, not really. So I just thought that was interesting, you know, as far as like thinking you could be traded. Well, it's, I mean, it's the NFL. It's a tough business. Like there's people that get stars that get traded all the time. So it's like, it can happen to anyone. You know what I mean? So I think like in the back of your mind as a player, you know that like, it could be me, right? Unless you're like Patrick Mahomes. If you're like a top three quarterback, like if you're not that, you could easily get traded. So. Interesting. Anyways. So we have, speaking of kind of Nick, you kind of alluded this to earlier, David Montgomery. Um, apparently he kind of took a little subtle shot. I think it was actually a very direct shot. Yeah, um, subtle. If, if I, let me, I can pull up the exact quote here from, from Greenberg. He, uh, Montgomery said that losing games when he was with the Chicago bears sucked the fun out of football for him. Um, Montgomery also went on. He said, I like to compete. This, that is what football is about. It's so refreshing to be at a place where I am appreciated. Nick, what do you think? <laughs> you know, I think Dave Montgomery is a fantastic guy. I mean, like he's, he really cares about the community. He cares about people. I, he was, you know, the very lone bright spot for a long time on this offense. I think he's just a mo it's kind of like, um, you know, that post, the post Malone song, like better now, like, Oh, like everyone's better. Like, you know, when they're up from their ex, like, Oh yeah, I'm totally fine. Like that's kind of what Montgomery's doing right now. It's kind of making it seem like, Oh, I don't need them, whatever. And then when the Bears are up 35 to three entering the third quarter in Detroit before Thanksgiving, he's gonna be like, Oh, I got I should definitely take that quote back a little bit. I he's salty. He's he's definitely salty. He's not here anymore. There was a lot of confidence that he was gonna come back. Like, you know, there was that statement that also Darrington Evans was gonna come back and Poles was trying to bring back the whole running back room because he believed in it. And then he didn't even get an offer from the Bears, I guess, when free agency hit. So, yeah. you know, guys do it all the time. Guys want to talk. Guys want the attention. Guys want to look good to their new team. Probably, you know, looks good in front of Dan Campbell. Because on top of it, you got to remember is that they took a running rookie running back in the first round. And, at you know, <laughs> yeah, at 12s. And you think that guy's going to sit on the bench easily behind David Montgomery, who's a third-round pick out of Iowa State, never made it to the Pro Bowl, barely broke 1,000 yards a couple seasons? No, he's threatened. So he went, he's trying to win over the hearts of Detroit to hopefully get some extra playing time. But honestly, I see him being running back too. And that's not me even – that's just a fact. That's not even like taking a shot at him. Yeah. You don't draft a, a running back at 12 to then sit them on the bench. Yeah. That'd be stu- yeah. that. That was like when we took when when Andy Dalton was starting over Justin Fields, and <laughs> it was just it was just a dumb move. Um, and Especially with running backs because they start they throw them in quick. I mean, Normally, we took like we Rashawn Johnson in the fourth round, and he's just as good as you know any other good running back on paper, athletic ability wise. I don't yeah. know. Like Detroit, Detroit's got plans, and you know David Montgomery was just kind of a veteran filler that they needed, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. Vicky, what, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, you like liked Montgomery, think, didn't you? I mean, yeah. I mean, who didn't? Yeah. Monty didn't do anything. I like him, too. Sorry, yeah. I got to put that out there. No, you're I good. Like, you're yeah. good. I think, I think we, we all did. agree. I think most Bears fans like it. So that's why it's, yeah. like, interesting because I think, uh, Nick, you said it perfectly. It's a bitter ex, bro. You you got dumped. Sorry. Move on. Move on with your life. There's 
more, you know what I mean? There's more fish in the ocean. Like you're over here worried about us and you're on a new team, but I get it. It really is just a play to kind of like to the fan base to be like, nah, this is my team, right? To kind of like cement himself as like, nah, I am now a Detroit Lion. But it's kind of funny, right? Detroit had a great year last year for like Detroit standards, right? Give them that much better than us. But you can't be like, oh, wow, losing sucked the fun out of it. And then you go to an organization who's lost more than any other fucking organization in the NFL. They could easily regress this year. And then you're literally in the same boat. So like David Montgomery wasn't even alive when Detroit won their last playoff. <laughs> yeah. Bro, come on. I just want to put that out there. And I, there's a, a the, he said that they sucked the fun, like losing games in Chicago was tough, you know, sucked the fun out of it. Detroit, I think the last four years lost 25 games. And the Bears have lost 20. So both miserable. But I mean, yeah. Detroit, come on. The only you know? the only better thing is that you lose in warmer in, in a dome. That's it. Like yeah, you're gun, nice. you're you went from a losing organization recently to another, if not worse, losing or, organization. And I think so. Nick, I think they did actually offer him. I think Poles kind of mentioned it in a, during his press conference or maybe a month or I don't know how long ago it was, but that they did offer him a competitive offer. And he turned really? it down. I didn't hear that. I'm I don't sorry. know. I, I, again, there's so the many reports out there. I don't know if that's true. I think it was during free agency. So you he did say that. Grain of salt. <laughs> he did say that, um, but it's also like, is you know, yeah. how much of what Paul says is that true? You know um, what I mean? So, I mean, he gave Foreman a, what he thought was a competitive offer and it's a 3 million cap hit with a ton of incentives. So maybe like, I think that one, I just want to shout that out real quick is that Ryan Poles is super good at the cap. Like Absolutely. it's all incentives based. And I'm like, why doesn't everyone do that? <laughs> like, yeah. I would be like, Hey fields, I'll give you a million dollars a year. You throw a touchdown. I'll give you 10 million bucks every time you do it. Kind of deal. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like obviously not 10 million bucks, but you oh, know, man, he would I, be rich. <laughs> he'd be rich. I'm just putting that out there. But yeah, like I, I don't know. Dave Montgomery. Yeah. He's, it's, he's it's a good it's, guy. He's a good guy. Just not. I, the, I, the thing is I was in the camp of like, let's resign him. Well, if we can get him for, 10 million, you know, I was like, yeah, at yeah. that time, I was like, that seems like a very fair deal. Maybe three years, 4 million, something like that. I just felt like it was, you know, competitive. But the interesting thing with um, the the regime, it is different. Because like with the Bears, at least the last four years, it feels like the cap has always been an issue for us. And now it's like the Bears are not overspending in free agency, even though they could have. They're set up even better next year with more capital, same cap space. It's kind of refreshing to kind of see how, how great you know this front office kind of really is it's still early but they're they're kind of they're doing it a lot different than pace well polls told you right from the beginning what his philosophy is and that's to have flexibility and so to have flexibility you can't you have to set limits and then if it goes over those limits you you just you're out right so you want to ha always have enough cap right so that you can start to make moves left and right like he did this offseason and he did it in a way where even next offseason we're going to be what top 10 easily in cap more probably near top five so that's what i mean he understands we're rebuilding and to rebuild you're gonna have to have that so we can keep bringing in talent yeah and i guess we'll, we'll move on to the next one kind of going fast here but jalen johnson this is another big one some people are kind of overreacting on or overreacting on twitter some people are kind of hey you know it's it's may you know it's volunteer he's he's kind of still you know kind of i think uh i think he's actually fully healed i think that's what flu said yeah. Um, as far as his injury goes. But again, what do you guys think? Uh, I'll start with you, Ficky, this time. What do you think of Jalen Johnson? Should we be worried? Um, I know he – do you think he should get that extension? Do you think it's going to happen? Uh, just kind of give me your thoughts on it, man. 
again, it goes back kind of like the same situation. It's going to happen if the number is in the range of what Poles believes he should. I think Poles wants to extend these players. Like, we need talent, right? So he values Jalen Johnson. But if Jalen Johnson and I guess his agent are coming over with the number that's past that threshold that he has set, then he's probably not going to go over it. So am I concerned it's the first day of OTAs? Probably not. Right. It's kind of hard to judge now, but the closer we get, like if this man does not show up, like it's August and you're kind of like, yo, where are you at? Or it's a full holdout. Obviously, I'd be concerned then. But until we kind of get to that point, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, let's let's wait to see if he shows up. Awesome. Nick, what do you think, man? I think uh, Paul saw this coming and I think he's playing chess right now. I mean, why else did we take three DBs in the draft, three athletic defensive backs? Like, this could have been a conversation that's been going on for a while. Jalen Johnson really hasn't been posting anything Bears-related over his social media, like, at least that I've seen. Uh, very little time spent on it. But I, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, And, like, I, I love Jalen Johnson. I think he's a fantastic lockdown corner. You know, he's locked down Adams. He's locked down a bunch of really good wide receivers. But at the same time, like, Poles clearly has something that he's looking for signing three very athletic, big DBs that play a lot like him and that can fit well into the defensive scheme if needed. If he holds out, I mean, what is he holding? He's holding out on a rookie contract, which I think would not be a smart move. And Poles clearly isn't afraid to trade away players. You get a, I mean, like Jalen Johnson's definitely worth more than a fourth rounder, in my opinion. He has a very, mm -hmm. he has the stats to back it up. But I think this was a chess move by him with the draft. And, but Poles also is saying to the media, I am doing this with my players. And Poles isn't going to lie to the media that he's talking to his players in the background to then as the general manager, because what happens when he goes and tries to sign guys next year and the information gets out that he was lying to the media, no one's going to want to work with him. He's lost all credibility. So I think he is working with Johnson, but he also knew Jalen Johnson as a person is probably going to be tough to work with. So it's an interesting move. I'm not worried about it. Because we do have a ton of talent at the defensive back position, kind of like what we were saying earlier. And if he wants to be a part of a winning roster, he wants to be a part of the team, he'll put it aside, play his rookie contract like Roquan did, and hopefully work it out. We have the cap this year. We have the cap next year. But Poles is just doing his homework and making sure that it's all going to work out. But that's I know that's a weird take, but... For once, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> as, yeah. as good as that feels to say. So let it's me. Not, it's not the same as like Roquan's situation. You know what I mean? Like right. on paper, he was the yeah. only bright spot. <laughs> yeah. Right. And who's that rookie? Uh, is it Stevenson or who's that corner Stevenson we drafted from Miami? And then we have uh, yes. Terrell from um, uh, Maryland. Minnesota. Flus, Minnesota. Well, Minnesota. Was, Minnesota. My bad, Rick. Yeah, Flus was talking about Stevenson today, and 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 he talked about quite a few players, but. Um, there was a, a tidbit where he was he was he was almost you could see in his face he was very very excited about him saying how he just kind of was he was very impressive um, and I thought that was interesting you know with JJ being gone and, and then like I said he's he's tall he kind of has the tools the physicality uh, it'll be interesting now I'm gonna uh, put these three players out there you can only extend one okay Ooh. okay I love Mooney this yeah, yeah. Nick, yeah Nick I'm gonna start with you uh, Mooney Komet. JJ, Jalen Johnson, who you extended? Ooh. Only one. Are we giving them fair market value or are they giving hometown discounts? Uh, let's just go fair across fair no hometown. Value. Yeah, because we don't know mm -hmm. how these guys feel. 
<laughs> morale. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. JJ. Now, just hear me. Just hear me out. Why? Yeah. Um, I like it. We drafted Tyler Scott because Mooney is on his last year of his contract. Tyler Scott also is just the same type of player. I would. I mean, Claypool's contract's coming up too. I'm more worried yeah. about Claypool to be honest. Uh, but he's obviously not in the three. Cole Komet, he's definitely his his stock has gone through the roof. We brought in Tanyan though, uh, and. I think Komet would hit free agency. No one would take him right away. And he also, he grew up a Bears fan. So I could see him <laughs> signing a cheap contract. But Mooney, I don't think, I think it would be Jalen Johnson out of the three for sure. Uh, yeah, just because position. of his raw talent. Yeah, premium position, raw talent. It's much harder to go out and find a good defensive back versus yeah. a wide receiver or a tight end. Yeah, that's good, man. Vicky? Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing. You guys said it right there at the end. It's a premier position that is harder to find, right? Like, you can find these wide receivers, similar stature. And I love Mooney. Like, honestly, Mooney's the best wide receiver we've had that we've seen, right, in a, in a good amount of time since Brandon Marshall. So I, I hope we keep him, right? Komet, tight end, not as big of a position, right? Hard, a little bit harder to find, really, like good tight ends. So that would be like second on the premier uh, position list. But if you see impact, Darnell is going to be like second and then JJ first. So impact JJ's one and position positional values. He's one as well. So you'd have to go with JJ. The question is, will he I, actually I, be the first one signed? I want to put a little asterisk on mine though, because fields is going to get pissed if Comet or Mooney go, because he has such a good relationship with them and you want to keep your quarterback happy. So that's, it's between a rock and a hard place kind of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is going to be tough. Oh, oh we lost Dave. Oh. That's right. He'll, he'll come back in. But Got yeah, it. I Got mean, it. It, that is tough. I mean, really, ideally, you want all three of them to come back, no matter what. Oh, like, and an ideal – and I think they could. I mean – They could. It's just – the wide receiver room has, what, nine guys in it now? Like, <laughs> you're not so gonna make, many. It's it, so many. It's so many now. Like, DJ Moore and Claypool, I believe, are the only locks because of the amount of investment that's in them. Yeah, the and trade. then you put, yeah, the trade, and then Mooney. I guess it would be Mooney, and then Bellis Jones Jr. was the guy that they drafted. It's tough. It's it's so tough. And then like you know, you have Dante Pettis, who is super close with Fields too. But, and then Sam yeah, Brown too, who's who's been like a good wide like he was. Like, for what you're paying him, he gave you what you paid for. So, like, I see him as, like, a solid – like, if he does what he did again, especially, like, run blocking and whatnot, and kind of does what, he, like, his role is, I could see him coming back again, too. But, yeah, think about this, though, Nick. This is, like, the first time in a minute that we've had a wide receiver room this deep. That's crazy. Yeah. Where you're – where we're over here, like, who who's who's going to make it? Who's not? You know what I mean? So – it's a good feeling. <laughs> it is. A, it's a great feeling. I can't wait to, I mean, in the, it's not just that too. Like we have it also in the running back room too. Like even last year, it's really, you know, you just had Cleo Herbert and Monty, but now we have three in there that we feel really good about. And that's even after losing Monty. So like, I think what's really, what was really important about this offseason was basically polls decided like, let me get rid of all excuses when it comes to evaluating fields. I need to give this man as many yep. options, like as many weapons on the outside, in the backfield, on the line. I mean, places still can be upgraded, but like he was like, we need to make sure that we can't be like, well, he didn't have anybody to throw it to, or he didn't have a good running game to hand it off to. So I think that's why they kind of like went all in per se with their offseason moves. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome back, Dave. Yeah, welcome back. Oh, you're, you're muted. Uh you're muted. I'm, I'm back now. 
was I go. frozen? What happened? There? Yeah, you were just a bright smile though. Cause we were making some fantastic <laughs> points. That's what, it, that's what it was. Yeah. I don't you know. Got, you I got th- too excited about who to take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I apologize. What is it? Was it still going smoothly for you both though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good. Okay. We both yeah. were just talking go about ahead. how we'd go with JJ. Um, but what about you? Yeah. Who would you go with? Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's interesting. I didn't even think about Claypool having him in there. I think they're going to keep, I think they're going to keep at least two or three of these guys. Um, especially with Komet, I think he does take a hometown discount. It's, it's, you know, he wants to be a bear. I think he wants to be a bear for a long time. So it's hard because I like corner. I think it's so it's such a tough position to fill. Wide receiver, it, it can be tough at times, especially last year, of course. But it's easier, in my opinion, to find a uh, a good wide receiver than a a, a lockdown corner. And and I don't know if Jalen Johnson's a top ten corner. I think he might be. Wow. I don't know if he's top five. Um, for sure. Um, so it's interesting. It really depends on the money, but I think you guys are both right going with Jalen Johnson. Um, but if I had to pick, you know, I love Mooney as well. So, I know. but I think, I, I think you do go with Jalen. It really Mo- just Mooney depends on the mo- price. Most exciting. Yeah. yeah but the question but, is, can we, do you think that realistically we'll be able to get all three that will, that we will extend all three? I think you get all four <laughs> at a good I, price. With having two first-round picks next year, two second-round picks in 2025, I feel like you can get some decent talent. Someone's going to go, and you can get the top talent at that position in yeah, next year. that's true. So, uh, draft, I don't know. I want to keep them all. But, you know, yeah. these guys can't be 35 running around the field. So we need we need uh, to yeah. bring in young blood, and someone's going to go. It'll be interesting, uh, especially after the season. We'll kind of have a way better idea as far as, you know, how did Claypool perform? How did Mooney perform? And so on, you know, so forth. I'm very excited about Komet, though. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to have an even better year. You know, tight ends take a little bit, and I think he's just going to, he's progressed last year. So I'm very excited about him. Um, but we'll go ahead and move on to the defensive side of the ball. We have Tremaine Edwins uh, with a 105 yard pick six today. Now, it wasn't on Justin Fields. Thank God. You know, Twitter would have broke, um, but thank it was God. actually against PJ <laughs> Walker, our backup. But I'm excited with him, but you know, what are your thoughts on uh, Tremaine? Um, or do you like him more than Roquan? Uh, what do you think of the signing initially? And then obviously today his performance kind of backing up again, take with a grain of salt, just day one or day two of OTAs. Sorry, was that for me first or was that for picky first? Oh uh, yeah. We'll go with you, Mick. Um, I like, I love the signing because he's actually worth $18 million and he's such a competitive player. Very smart. Um, I one when we signed him, I was like, that's the guy. It's actually who I wanted the Bears to originally draft uh, instead of Roquan Smith. But to be fully transparent with you, bigger linebacker, plays like Erlocker. As you can tell, I'm a pretty big fan of that guy. Um, but um, I think it's great. I think it sets the presence that the defense, even in day two of OTAs, is not going to be afraid to go after the ball, to, you know, to make a play, to give a full hustle. I mean, 105-yard running, sprinting as a player, like, hey, that's no joke. And those guys are going to be gassed after too. I think he brings the defense to a whole new level. He was a captain in Buffalo. He's a consistent hundred plus tackles season kind of guy. I think he's going to bring a ton of to this defense and who knows? I mean, he could be the next great bears linebacker. I know usually we keep those fully bears all the time, but you bring him in, he's going to do some really good things. I I love the energy that he's bringing. I love how he talks to the media. He's so invested in being a Chicago bear. I love every second of it. Yeah. Vic? Yeah, I would have to say, like, I think 
like you said, you mentioned Erlacher. He's built very much the same, and he's made for this Tampa 2 defense. Like, I don't – you know, I what's important about the people we're bringing in is that these are people that polls are saying – you know, he's having talk uh, uh, conversations with the coaches and saying, hey, does this type of person fit your scheme? So I think it's even better because I think what he did in Buffalo is not even going to be compared to what he does here because it's I think he's going to be fit better for here. And, and a great example of that of that is like Roquan. Right. When Fangio was here, we in the three, four, we saw Roquan ball out. Right. As soon as we switched to the four, three and, and Roquan was already on the team. Right. So this isn't someone that uh, Flus necessarily picked. We saw he didn't play exactly as good, right? But then when he went to the Ravens back to a 3-4, balls out. like All pro. All pro, right? And that was like just a change of week, a different system. It's not that he's not good, but there's a system where he got elevated. So I feel I'm hoping anyways that Tremaine Edmonds kind of fits that mold of the Tampa 2 here, which I think he will because as we've seen, it's worked before, and it's hard to compare him to Erlacher, obviously a Hall of Famer. But when you look at just stature, right, and the type of player he is, that is the type of player you want kind of guarding that coverage, you know, middle of the field, deep third type of ordeal. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, real quick, um, do you think Roquan is better? Like, who, who, who do you – who's better? You, you Tremaine? Edmonds. Yeah, Evans. Oh, that's tough. I mean, on I mean, what we've seen yeah. so far, it's got it's got to be it's Roquan. Good. It's got just because Roquan's at least been all pro. I don't as Edmonds has he been all pro once maybe? I know he's been a Pro Bowler for sure. Not sure. I don't think he's all pro. Yeah. Status. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. But they're, they're two both different in their players. Second. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, they're two different. Yeah. Like one's a middle, true middle linebacker. The other one's an off-ball linebacker. I, I am not denying that Roquan Smith is an insanely talented player, and I, I hope I'm not interrupting. But like, they are two <laughs> separate guys. And you know, I have an episode coming out tomorrow with Eric Kramer. I kind of talked about it. He talks about the weaknesses that Roquan had that we as fans don't see, but as players see. And there was a ton of issues. And I yeah. don't blame Ryan Poles for getting rid of him now. Like. He was a smaller linebacker, if you think about it. I think he was only six foot and a half, which I'm not. Yeah, he's like my size because I saw him here in uh, Atlanta at my gym lifting. I took a pic with him, and he was like my size, like height-wise. So he, he's I mean, Tremaine Evans would be like double me, but yeah. Yeah, Tremaine Evans huge, and he's just he's six thick. How big so, is he, six four? Something like that? How big is six, he? Six four and a half, yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, throwing yeah. in the huge. middle, all those tip huge. balls with our right. secondary. It's, well, it's that's what got him. He was one of the highest pass coverage grades, according to PFF. So Over like, the middle. Yeah, yeah. same with uh, TJ Edwards. So, again, I think it's very important to see that we are picking these players that are fitting the scheme that we have. Yeah. So their expectation is that not only were these good players elsewhere, we are going to be able to elevate them to another level, which that's what's exciting about. Because you look at him, what he did in the Bills, you're like, that's good. But if like you could get him to that next level, that's when we start to be like, oh, start comparing them to people like Briggs and Erlacher and, you know, great Chicago bear linebackers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up here, Nick. Uh, we appreciate you giving us your time, man. It, it, it was fun yeah. before we go. I know you're doing a giveaway. Do you just want to kind of give us a little details on that? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you uh, wanting to call that out. And speaking yeah. of Erlacher, we're uh, doing a Brian Erlacher <laughs> hall of fame autograph giveaway of the famous bear hug photo. It's a 14. I think it's 15 by 40 and a half inches. I mean, like it is the perfect man cave piece for this upcoming season. We hit a million total views on YouTube. So thank you. If you guys follow me uh, and are over here on this channel, thank you so much for all your guys support, but we're doing a giveaway. All you have to do is go to subscribe to our channel. 
and uh, go check out Twitter, like and retweet our pin tweet. But as long as you're subscribed, you're automatically entered. But we're super excited to give it away. You guys are obviously already in. I saw you guys <laughs> both are have entered. So uh, it's going to be exciting. And then we're going to actually have another giveaway next week because we hit 5,000 subscribers. So if you're subscribed, you automatically enter that one too. So stay tuned for that. Congratulations. We'll do That's congrats. good stuff. That's awesome. And 1 million yeah, and then 5,000. That's awesome, bro. Well, congratulations I, again. We'll, we'll have to have you back yeah. on. Oh, we will. Yeah. And you guys are going to come over to my channel too. We'd love to have you yeah. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Hey, Chicago Nick for hopping on the show with us. It was a great conversation. Uh, we're going to be over on his channel uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, we're excited about that. But now we're going to go ahead and get into our uh, mailbag, our Twitter mailbag. We just had asked uh, you guys to send us some good Bears questions. We got quite a few, so we appreciate it. Good Vicky, amount. man, are you ready? Man, I'm ready. I'm ready. All the right. fans are they wild, some good so I'm ones. ready. I'm ready. Yeah, some good ones. So we're going to start here. This is with uh, from AJ. She asked, uh, who would you start at center? Cody, Lucas, Doug, or Dieter? Not sure if I oh, said the man. last name right. Yeah, I think it is Dieter. Um, yeah. Um, probably got to go Cody, right? Because if Cody's moving from guard, right, mm -hmm. he's got he's to go somewhere. He's a starter. So based off the lineup, this is my expectation what's going to happen, especially based off OTAs. It's going to be, obviously, you have uh, – you're going to have uh, the right tackle is going to be Darnell Wright. Right guard is going to be obviously Nate Davies that we signed. Center is going to be, uh, uh, wow, Cody Whitehair. And then you're going to have uh, Tevin move to left guard. Yeah. No, I, then, I think so. I, I kind of I agree with all that. I think Lucas Patrick just being a reserve is a yeah. great – That your, your line is in a great spot if that's the case. Yeah. Um, to kind of go over where they were lined up today, we had – the, the line was pretty much it went uh, at center was white hair. It went Jenkins at left guard, Jones yeah. at left tackle, Carter, the rookie, late round. Well, Davis pick. wasn't there too. Yep. So, right, he was yeah. not present, which he's starting, you know, and, and I, people want to kind of talk about, eh, you know, what's going on there. Come on. You know, he's a veteran. Yeah, he's 26 starting. years old. I would have liked seen him, you know, my personal preference. Absolutely. I want all the guys there, but again, it's May, uh, you know, we'll, he's we'll got to check. Right. He's, he just got a bag. He's, he's going to be there. Like, yeah, yeah, we're not worried Man, he about that. He could have had a planned vacation, you know. He could right. be in Italy right now right. with his wife, you know, celebrating. But and then we had Darnell Wright, not a surprise at right tackle. No, and then left tackle Jones, which I forgot to mention earlier. But yeah, yes, yes, left tackle Jones. Uh, so interesting. I think um, I think you easily start with Cody Whitehair here. I think he's kind of proven guy. He's a veteran. He's going to help. They need. It's going to be young. It's a young line, and you got to have a guy that's going to be kind of there to kind of you know, be there for the young guys. And I think, obviously, I think Patrick's great. I, I, we get, we didn't get to see him much last year with that injury, but I kind of like Also, we forget like, Cody, like Cody Whitehair's best position, his best years was at center. Like, he had some snapping issues, but, like, the man's yeah. played the position before. So, we went through I like Sam having that better for the last two years. Bro, so. you could put anybody out there. So, at this and, point. And, I, and no offense <laughs> to Sam, you know. No, no, he's but, watching this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> highly doubt he's watching anything Bears related. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I think we're good with Cody there. And then having your interior uh, swing uh, guy being uh, a Patrick, Lucas Patrick. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then we have, um, let's go into the next question here. This one's from our, our guy, uh, uh, Camden. Am I saying that right? I think so. Right. How do you, yeah. what's his, uh, what's his, uh, user. He's going to kill us. So this is one of our, so we have a huge bears group chat chat that we've had since like 2018. That's where uh, you met. Yep. We met, we you met there, but we, it's been going on for four plus years and yeah, this crazy. is our guy here. He's probably going to make fun of us. He's probably oh, going to roast us bro. not being able to say his name correctly, but he had a great question. He said, who had the better chance of making the bears roster you or 
me, you or me, bro. Neither, neither of us right. are make like maybe like some water boy type shit. If that counts as the team, if I step on a field and get hit by Tremaine Edmonds, my body will fold like a lawn chair. Yeah. Like, well, I think I'm making the roster then because I'm going punter. I'm going kicker. I'm trying. I'm trying my best to make it there. That's my only shot. That's fair. Yeah, no, if you you have a, a better shot, I, <laughs> you have a better barrier of entry. That is a hundred percent true. I, I got the build too. I got the yeah, build. I, I, I kind of fit right in. Uh, anyway, that's yeah. a good question, but yeah, I think neither. That's that's and probably. Cade, I think it's go. Cademan. 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 Thank Cademan. God, man. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. No, uh, anyway, so we have <laughs> next question again. Another gentleman, uh, Sam. He's from our group chat as well. Um, he said, "Valus versus Scott in minicamp." How big of a competition? How big of a competition does that turn into? And who are you pulling for? It's a great question. Mm, man, that's tough. I, mm, you know, I'm probably pulling for Valus more just because Scott is a rookie, and I'm kind of like, you know, Valus kind of had a rough rookie year, so I kind of want to see like the pick turn out well. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we yeah. want Valus to be a valuable piece on this team, right? So I want to see him win the battle. But on the other other hand, if Tyler Scott is like balling out, I'm not going to be mad either. Like that means you just drafted a great player. Hopefully cop out answers that like they both look, you know, good or great. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah. I mean, you can never have too many weapons. I think what Kansas City's kind of doing with Patrick Mahomes, they have a bunch of young guys they are bringing in. They're also bringing some veterans like Juju, but they also have some guys that are young, fast you know, gadget guys, and you can't have enough of those on your roster. Now, when it comes Absolutely to Valus versus Scott, I think Valus, I think he's going to have a good year. You know, it took a little bit for him to adjust. He had some issues, but at the end of the day, he did help the Bears get the first overall pick. You know, and you got to take that into account right there, <laughs> you know, with all those muff punts and everything. But no, for yeah. real, I, I, like, <laughs> yeah, I, <true. laughs> I like them both. I like them both a lot. And I think the Bears are doing great as far as getting weapons for fields. And, and you can never have too many. Um, as far as who I'm pulling for, uh, they're both young. It's very hard. Um, I just want I like both Scott. to do well. Yeah, it's hard to pick here. That's a really good question, though. We're kind of making it, taking the easy way yeah, out we're here. we're definitely copping out. I think I we'll be going for out. both. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll be rooting for both to kind of see. The, the thing is, too, like, it's not like I have like affinity for either room, like so much like Mooney or something, yeah. right? Like, cause you haven't seen enough. So there's not like, I, I don't know. I just want to like, after this year, I feel like I have a better understanding of like who I yeah. want to like, if I had to like pick one to root for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bayless didn't show enough last year and Tyler Scott literally hasn't shown anything yet. So it's a little well, bit harder decision. I take it back. I'm rooting for Bayless. Reason why Scott's very young. Okay. Bayless, very is, young. A little Bayless older. is a little older. Yeah, so we need you know, we need he, to see that return does, on value. Come on now, yeah. So <laughs> I need him to. Get, we got we can have Scott here for another year or two. You know, kind of mold, play wide receiver five, six, maybe even practice squad. You know, God forbid. But he has that time. And Bayless, right. I know we make jokes. He is twenty six, I believe. Oh yeah, I might. I don't know. Uh, twenty five, maybe going on twenty six. Yeah, I think. He, yeah, twenty four. I would like year, to so, see yeah. him kind of take that next step yeah. here. You know, maybe claim yeah. that number four spot. And really solidifies himself as like you know because when he had the ball in his hands last year, I mean, he's yeah. pretty electric. He, it was first yeah, down at absolutely. first down, ten yards. If it wasn't yards. a punt return, the man was pretty good. Yeah, reliable. Uh, anyways, good question, Sam. We appreciate that one. Uh, the next one is Brady. 
Uh, how soon is Roshan Johnson RB one, and why is it before Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Is so, uh, how are we how are we shitting on our boy Herbert? Last year, the fan base was like Herbert is the goat. Like they were so I'm a big fan to of dethrone Monty, right? So then now it's like we got someone else, and everyone's just like, well, fuck Herbert. I'm like the yeah. recency bias is it's crazy. a testament to to Johnson. Of course, this awesome. is good. I think I think he's going to be very very good. Like, I agree, yeah. but. But her, her, it's not like Herbert didn't show us. Herbert should have the opportunity to be running back one. And I just don't think it's yeah. that quick that, like, he's going to get dethroned RB1. Now, will Roshan be on the field maybe more? Possibly because, at least from what we know, one of Herbert's weaknesses was pass blocking, right? So third downs, yeah. you're going to see Roshan probably in there more likely, right? So maybe he gets more snaps. Also, like, what is this RB1? Let's be real. Like, the best yeah, teams in the committee. league have a rotation. I don't care who is the first person to get the handoff to start the game. Yeah. That means and absolutely nothing to me. What about Foreman? I mean, exactly. he had better numbers than Montgomery last year. Bro, just rotate. That's all exactly. I care Keep about. Fresh like, legs. Fresh legs. Kind of like how you yeah. view the D-line. Like, I don't actually care who starts the first drive. Yeah, I want to know, hey, like, who's the freshest when you need them the most. Shout out to Herbert, though. I mean – I think he's earned it. You know, he's shown yeah, he's proven. I think he should be RB one. As far as like the roster goes, you know, yeah, you got to put number one in there. the depth chart. Yeah, come on. But it could be Foreman. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't so, be either. Next question, Jeffrey L. Carter on Twitter. Who do you think Poles is working on signing for defensive end? Well, you know who didn't show up to OTAs today, right? I know. Uh, yeah, Washington. Yeah, yeah, sweat, yeah, Chase Washington. Washington. Go on now. He's got. The, he's, got he's on the phones. <laughs> yeah, I have. I, I'm. I. I, this might be another cop out answer, but I have no idea because yeah. because Clowning? it's not gonna it's not gonna come. I don't see it because if if you Take look a bet. at if you look at the formula polls has done, which we talked about, like in the younger ages, he has in free agency. I don't think he took anyone older than older than twenty six. So why would he take thirty year old clowning? Like, what is a one year signing? like going to yeah. really do for the team. You know what I mean? You'd rather roll the dice because it's not like that one-year signing is going to push us from seven wins to like 15. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think polls is like, if I'm going to, I okay, let me put it this way. I, it's more likely that he trades for someone like Montez Sweat or Chase Young because of their productivity and age than it is for him to pick up a big name veteran. Now, if he picks up a veteran, it'll probably be like a lower end cheaper deal. Right. That's how I view it. He's not going to invest heavy on some big, big name veteran for a team that won three games last year. Come on now. Yeah. I'm trying to find uh, my tweet here. Who is it? Yannick? Yannick uh, Ngakwe. How do you say his name? Yann Yannick. Yes. Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. yeah Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. I mean, I know, that one, that one would him, be but... a little bit, that one would make a little bit more sense. But again, we have to think that's someone who's a little bit older in age. I don't know his exact age. I think he's younger than Clowney by like a year or so. He might be like 28 or something. A little bit more consistent, at least when it comes to sacking. Now, Clowney's a much better run defender, right? So I don't know what they value more in that in this, this type of scheme. But again, I, it, that would be like a one-year deal. It's a flyer deal. Yeah. And it's like how much... If, it, if, if it's worth it, obviously, you know, if it fits their thresholds when it comes to like the price that they're willing to pay, the market value, then yeah, I can see it. But I see so a he's trade more likely happening. Yeah. He's I think he 30. has that. He has the, he has the, um, he was with the Colts in 2022, but that was before Flus, obviously. Yeah. Or that was after. 
Yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's been, no, he that's had, another thing too. He's been on four teams in four years. Like, yeah. But nine and a half sacks last year in 2021, the year before that, he had 10 sacks. He's had eight every that year could be, or more. Eight every I year. Think he's that consistent. 28 year old. I mean, yeah. we need it. So, like, I'm not against it. I'm just saying from Poles' viewpoint and how he views the team, I think he wants to go younger than he does older because it's not like that yeah. one missing piece. So, No, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, good question, though. And then we have Frankie. Um, how do, how soon do you think DJ Moore and Justin will have that connection and will it be anything close to the Hurts and Brown connection? I think that's interesting. Obviously, we just had a great conversation with uh, Nick. Right. We talked about that connection. It's already there. Day two, I know it's technically day one with the media, but day two of OTAs, and we have the biggest play of of the day was Justin Fields to DJ Moore diving catch, which I'm kind of pissed we haven't seen that on Twitter. I know. That hasn't made any yeah. social media. Um, so I don't know how we missed that one and how we dropped the ball, but maybe it'll be out tomorrow. Who knows? I think they have like some issues. Uh, well, they have some like uh, 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 restrictions when it comes to media, what they can show yeah. and what they can't. But what about the Bears? What about the Bears social team? They're never you know going to do that. There. They never, yeah, they never, they never show yeah. that. So, well, well, they showed, they showed Edmonds pick six. <laughs> yeah, they did. So, can we? I don't think we're asking for a lot here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I just know that they, because the NFL is how the NFL is, they always try to keep things like, you know, secret. So, they don't like to show a lot in these earlier months so it's fine yeah it's like i we're gonna you know what's you know what's even better is that the fact that i don't see it now is gonna make it even like more exciting when it happens like in, in a <laughs> exactly. game you know what i mean so, so the second part i agree with all that the second part is can they be anything close to hertz and brown AJ that's brown. such a high expectation i mean this is aj brown yeah. like aj brown is a tier higher than dj Moore. can they be that sure also hertz is a tier higher than justin fields so for now, you know what I mean? It's yeah, for now, well, going off with just the data we have or like the games yeah. we've seen. So, no, absolutely, could it be? But could it be? There's the, maybe I don't think there, I don't think it's, I it might be crazy, but I do think there's a possibility where Fields, who could be better than Hertz, could then elevate. No, I can see that. Who could he could then elevate more because Moore has been doing this with you know. Very, very crappy quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah. So garbage. if he started, but so if Fields balls out and he's a tier above or just a little bit better than Hertz, then what are the numbers? What is Morgan to kind of, what is yeah. the production going to look like? You know? So yeah, I agree could, though. As right happen. now, it's, it's, that's really high expectations. You kind of set mm -hmm. yourself up for, you know, disappointment, disappointment there. there. But yeah. if I, they get yeah. close to that, hell yeah. Could he, yeah. Could he? Yeah. Absolutely. If they do, like, I'll happily be wrong. Like, that's, That'll be a great season, and the, and it's possible. But like again, you're setting expectations up to the to a, a dynamic duo that just went to the Super Bowl. So, you know, we yeah. got to remember we were the worst team in the NFL. So, yeah, um, uh, it's a really good question though. I, I'm it is exciting already that we have this type of like hype already yeah. on day two, and 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 now this next question again, it's kind of regarding to uh, referring to the edges. Uh, given that we still haven't signed an edge, and this is, for, this is from Kirsten, do you think Allen Williams may supplement with a linebacker to play that role on select downs, maybe Blitzmore? Uh, she said Sanborn or Sewell, whoever is not Sam. Um, and then Sewell has less lateral movement. Sanborn would make better sense here. So essentially using a linebacker. linebacker. Yeah. yeah, so I don't, I, don't, I don't see that. The only one that I could possibly see is like Sewell. Is I thought he was a some freak. 
Yeah, they've talked because there's been talks about like he could possibly not like from the Bears, obviously, but yeah. like other people that watch Sue a lot and like, yeah, he could probably go down on like passing downs, like, you know, like third and 15 or something, put his hand in the dirt. But again, I, I don't know. I, I would have to see it or I'd need confirmation from like yeah. Fluce or Alan Williams to say that because he didn't, I don't think he even did that at Oregon. So, yeah, it would be, I think it would take, um, it would be a little bit of an adjustment, and I don't think they're going to be doing able yeah. to do that. This it's a big year, especially because for... the Bears, they're going to try. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to. I mean, last year they tried to win games. Uh, this year, I think they're going to try and contend at least for the division. You know, so as far as those experiments, I don't know if they're going to be as. Uh, it's going to be as fluid, you know, as far yeah. as experimentation with with some of the well, players, I, but. Another thing though too is maybe because you do have a lot of linebackers, right? So you know, if, you know, hopefully they don't get injured. If Sewell's not getting like you know snaps, then maybe that he does become that development where they, you know, he does work on some D line stuff. But I I don't know if I would see that happening like in a game because again we did sign a DN, we got Walker, and then we yeah, also have Marcus. remember, yep, we also have. Uh, they drafted one last year as well. That was a project. So they want to see him get on the field as well with D-Rob. You know what I mean? And you still mm-hmm. have Travis Gibson. So I don't see them like throwing in someone like Sewell or Samborn over guys that they drafted. Well, at least uh, Dominique Robinson and then Walker's going to be starter. So we'll wait We'll wait and see. They might do it for some like trick packages and things like that. You know, special special plays, right. special downs, but not like you're not going to see that like as a, a consistent uh, type of setup. Yeah. And then, um, again, there's a lot of edge questions. We have another one here. The Bears going to add another Bears, uh, another pass rusher. It feels like a lot of slow movement on remaining free agents all around. I think uh, everyone waiting till training camp. Yeah. Yeah. These because they're, veter- they're veterans. Yeah. Waiting for cuts. We're also number one on the waiver wire, which is very important. So, like, soon as a cut happens on someone else's team, we might snag them. You know what I mean? So, I yeah. just think Poles is, like, chilling. And kind of being like, yeah, I don't have, there's no reason for me to force my hand. I don't have to yet. So, yeah. Again, a lot of edge questions. This one, <laughs> because it's the worst um, part of our team. It's garbage. <laughs> so, out of the current Bears players who will be free agents after this, who will be free agents uh, after this season, who do you think has the biggest prove it season? So, I think he's talking about Mooney, Claypool, Komet, and Jalen Johnson if extensions yeah. don't happen prior to the season. So, is there anyone else, off- by the way, that is going to be a free agent? That's oh, not man, like off the top of my head? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think those are like the big four that yeah. we have to worry about. But, yeah, who yeah. has the biggest prove-it year? Um, I would probably say Darnell for two reasons. One, they just drafted someone similar to him. That's, in, you know, could be a replacement. Two, he just came off injury. So, like, they, you know, hmm. he's really got to show out. And I guess three is that they also got Claypool. So, they just made a trade Tyler for Claypool. Scott. Yeah, so that Tyler Scott and they got Claypool, which yeah. they made an investment for on Claypool. So they want to try. It's DJ harder Moore. to cut losses. <laughs> yeah, harder to cut losses with something that they actively made a trade for on their players, right? Because at the end of the day, like the GMs want, they don't want to look bad. And it's like, no, I wanted these guys. So I'm. It, it's going to be harder for me to make a decision to let them go, especially after one year. You went and got Claypool off a second, and then you're like, nah, I'm done with that. Yeah. Well, Darna Mooney's not your guy. And you just said, hey, look, I just found my guy in Tyler Scott. Now, hopefully that's not the case. And Mooney proves them all wrong and stays on the team. But like if I'm thinking from a GM perspective, I'm more likely going to keep the guys I brought in here versus the guys that were already here. Yeah. I mean, 
like I said, I, I'm going to try and go with someone different just for conversation. I think Mooney is a great pick. I th- I believe that Claypool has a little bit of, you know, he was traded, his former team, you know, they, they, we sent a, a second round pick. There's a lot of pressure there, you know, and I think that's oh, a, definitely. as far as a prove it season, he wants that extension. I think, I believe he wants to stay in Chicago. I think he likes Justin Fields. He talked about him today as well, uh, during, I believe during his presser yeah. or anyways, but the connection with uh, Claypool and Fields is improving, but I think one that I believe is already kind of seeing is Jalen Johnson. He's not here. We don't know why. I'm not going to read into yeah. it. But he's – I believe he's the guy. I believe he believes in himself that he sees himself as a, you know, top 10, top 5 corner. He has that mentality. So he wants a payday. So as far as a prove-it season, I, yeah, I don't know if he's going to get that extension early. And if he doesn't, he's going to be playing with a lot to prove. You know, and corner yeah, no, is a premier right. position. I could see him having a lot of – you know, motivation to have a great season. Um, and then I, I think I would like to see him. You know, I, I do like Jalen Johnson. We talked about him earlier. So, yeah, no, but you're right, with, though. With like, Nick. prove it, prove it. It's really a, all of them. You know what I mean? Oh, there's maybe a lot not, of them. Actually, it commit, maybe not as much. I feel like, like, obviously, every year you got to prove it, right? Because it's, the, it's yeah. the next man up league. Like, you got to make sure you keep your spot. Um, but I, I do feel like the pressure of Claypool is definitely heavy. And then the pressure of JJ, because like they're all trying to get. The difference is these are all rookie contracts trying to get their first bag. So, like, the pressure of really mm-hmm. trying to be good is very important because this is your first bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. After you, you, I your think first bag is the hardest one to get. With Komet, he's a hometown kid. He loves the Bears. I think he's going to be easier. It's going to be easier to sell him, hey, Correct. stay in Chicago. Let's let's take a hometown discount. Let's 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 keep it here for a couple of years. I think, I think he's the most likely as far as an extension goes just because of, agree. like, how. He might, he's probably going to be first. He'll probably be the first one. And I think that I like him. I think Komet, like I said, I think we talked about him earlier. I think he's gonna have a great year. I think this is gonna be a big one, especially with Justin Fields and all the weapons. And then I, you know, the tighter room's gotten even better. But let's move on to the next question. This is a fun one. Um, should we re-sign Robbie Gold if given the opportunity? I believe he's still a free agent. He is, and I know he went on a couple podcasts. Let, let me ESPN. take this one. Okay, go ahead. One go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm passionate about that. Absolutely. Oh, I know it's man. does it make sense? Does You're it make wild. sense? Do you want to do you want to mess bro. with do you want to mess with the chemistry <laughs> of you know the uh you know special teams? No, probably not. But for me as a fan, and we should have oh never let gosh. Robbie go. Absolutely. Oh, no, and I love Santos. Up. I love Santos. Well, actually, I like Santos. Last year he had some the extra points. I think he like, yeah, I don't know. Kept why. On missing. Yeah, he missed a couple. He missed like four. And, and he doesn't have a big leg. Not that Robbie. Robbie's older. So does he have the leg that he used to be? I don't know. But as far as a, as you know, as a fan, and Robbie's always on the talk shows like you were talking about. I would love. Well, to he's see just him he lives in Chicago. He wants to come Does back, he? but realistically, he's yeah. He he said yeah. that he even with uh with pace, he said like he wanted to come back, but it, it, no one ever. You know, they almost out worked out a deal. I think there was a there's a piece or some nugget that was dropped that they they were talking. Okay. I think after Parky, which I can't believe I just oh, said that, God. but oh, after that that situation. <laughs> After that season, you know, ended you early. Situation. What are you talking about? I don't think I know. Yeah, what you're yeah. Referring to. Him so <laughs> they talked about potentially bringing him back, and it just never worked out. Maybe financials. Who knows? But Ryan Pace. That's one thing about him. You just love how he always swung. You know. But no, he definitely swung. Anyways, so what do you ball, think? No, you're probably no, 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 no. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, even for Robbie's sake, look, you, you're, um, how people hold you up in Chicago. Like I wouldn't want to. You went out like. 
they are they backed you up for two reasons. Legend. First off, like your legend here, right? Just for your what you've done on the field, but then also people like put you in even higher legend the way you got treated, like not getting re-signed, right? So if you come yeah. here, just imagine, right? I'm not saying this is gonna happen because he played above average in San Francisco, but imagine you come to Chicago and on your second tour, and you're like, eh, not so good, right? Mm-hmm. Then your name is like it's not good. You know, it's, it's like when ex players coach the team and then they're not good coaches and you're like, Oh, Oh wow. You were yeah. such a great player, but now that your taste. name is tarnished. Yeah. I don't want that. Robbie, you did fine. I mean, you did great. We love you. Go kick for us. Go, you know what, you know what you need to do? Go kick for a contender, go get a ring, go do something. Don't come here and kick for a team. That's going to win nine games. Come on now. Nah. Uh, nine games might get you in the playoffs, though. Uh, and then bounce out the first round. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I'll take I'll take a playoff game, man. I will. Especially I will, with Justin yeah. Fields at the helm. That means it's a good season. So that was from Dylan. I appreciate we appreciate that question. This one's from uh it says Bears finished 17 and 0. You know, I agree with that. But G Money sign is his <laughs> at <laughs> it says, Do you think if Justin Fields can get the Bears a playoff win this year, he will deserve a big payday and be solidified as our QB for the next five to eight years? Yes. Next question. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, it's you know, it's no, yeah. it's a great question. But yeah, that if he shows improvement, a playoff win, bro, a playoff win. Yes, he's getting the bag. Now, how much <laughs> that bag is, I don't know. You know, we have to see like what what uh-huh. led to the playoffs, right? Because there's a lot of factors. This is a team sport. But if he balls out and we win a playoff this game, defense the is not carrying Bears, him to well, do a playoff not. win. The Chicago Bears win a playoff game, bro. Yeah, they might put up a banner now. Brinks, Brinks truck and yeah, yeah bro, absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, I hope real. I hope to, I hope that's what we're talking about. You know, months oh from God. now. But next expect uh, next question. This one's uh, Roshan Johnson. Um, like I said, we both like him. What are uh, this is from Mike? What are reasonable expectations for for Johnson? It's a great question, so, actually, because we don't even know how the load is going to be split. For me, yeah. honestly, if he's getting a third of the snaps. Like, there's three running backs. If you're getting a third or more as a rookie, I'd say it's pretty good, right? Because typically, mm-hmm. the, if there's three, if there, if you're a rookie and there's already two running backs there, right, and you weren't drafted high, I'm thinking you may not even be getting the ball, the ball much, right? Because that could be the yeah. case. So if you're getting a third of them, that means they trust you enough to at least if you're if you're getting a third of those, that means at least like. 10 to 15% of those are like big plays. Not like that you're making, but you're you're on the field for important times of the game. And I think that's like huge for a rookie. It's less about the stats and more about just like you, you know, they they built trust or they 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 view uh they they view that you're valuable to be on the field on important yeah. downs. So over under 500 all purpose yards for Johnson. For I'll season. say under just because there's two other running backs. Like if it was yeah. if he was two, you know what I mean. And this Even is barring injuries, right? Right, of course. You know, if there's an injury and he's and he's getting all yeah. the snaps, then that's gonna be over. I say yeah. like, like maybe like three hundred. You know what I mean? But I think that's I would still be fine with that. Like if Herbert has like eight hundred, nine hundred all purpose, and Devonte Foreman has like four hundred, and then he has like three hundred. Like I'm not gonna be mad. Like that's. That's a great production of a running back room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think I would probably go under two just yeah. as of right now. But I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he's six. We also need to see yards. We need yeah, to see exactly. more. It's too. so early. No, yeah, we don't know. We don't where know. 
on the on the depth yeah. chart. So, so but good question. Appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. So we have um, logical Bears fan. If both Mooney and Claypool perform well, who do you let walk, or do you try to keep both? Man, try to keep both. If they keep both, both balled out, you, I mean, you, yeah. you can't. We have the money, and so if DJ Moore is doing well, that's that's what's so great about his contract. You know, it allows you so much flexibility because he's right. not making top dollar. You no. know, because he was already extended Mooney, Claypool, before we got him. And the Bears are loaded next year with capital and cap space. Picks. So if they're yep. both playing well, absolutely keep them both. Yeah, you gotta keep them both. We need as many yep. weapons as possible. Yep, as many exactly. Weapons. And this one, uh, real, this is from Connor Bedard. <laughs> this is a, uh, actually his name's Lucas, but he's a big Connor Bedard. You know, Hawks yeah, got yeah, yeah. him, or they're gonna draft him. Obviously, yeah, number one. Realistic Justin Fields stat line. I will just have fun here. You know, <laughs> he said realistic, and you is a realistic stat line. And Dave, your first thing was like, Let's have fun. fun here. Yeah, realistic. No, you're right. You're right. Um, no, no, that's fair. Have fun. I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go realistic. Like, I don't want my feelings, I don't want to be disappointed. And then you go, mm -hmm. like, I'm going floorish, and then you can go ceiling ish. Okay, like yeah. So, like, it. I'd say floor, I'm gonna say probably like 4,200 all purpose. And I'm gonna say like thirty three to thirty four hundred passing, and then like what would that be? Like seven to eight. I don't know if I did my math right. Mm -hmm. I said what like forty two hundred all purpose. Yeah, yeah. Let's say forty two all forty two hundred all purpose, thirty three to thirty four passing, and then let's do like seven to eight rushing. Okay. Touchdowns? And touchdowns. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how many rushing touchdowns did he have last year? Seven. Okay, then he'll probably have a little less than that. I'm going to say five. He had like two taken back too. Yeah, that's true. I'll say four to five rushing touchdowns, and he had what, 20-something, low 20 yeah. passing or something like that. I'm sorry if we don't have the stats. We don't have the stats right now. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going my head. But let's say 25 passing touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Okay. That's a so a two-to-one ratio-ish. So I'm going to have to like – he's going to have to like have a – MVP type. Bro, you year, said let's have fun, bro. You yeah, said let's so have fun. I would say best case scenario if, if everything goes well and he plays above, you know, if he, he just plays to his potential and he has that Jalen Hurts type leap, I think 4,000 passing yards is achievable with what he has now. Like, let's have this guy be the Bears. Oh let's let's God. have the first Justin 4, Fields be the yards. first 4,000 yard passer in 2023. Yeah. Dave, Dave so build I, the statue now. So I'm gonna say stadium. four thousand and thirty-three passing yards. Oh my right? god! <laughs> Sorry, you said four. I was like, oh, he'll break four thousand. This man said forty-three hundred. No, no, four thousand thirty-three. Oh, okay. yeah, not forty-three clips. I thought you said yeah. forty-three hundred. I'm like, oh no, my no, no, god. no, that's fine. That's and fine. then uh, give me seven hundred and twelve. Rushing yards, <laughs> getting specific here, very very uh, detailed. So and then give me give me twenty. I like the I like twenty five um, passing touchdowns, mm -hmm. but give me no give me twenty seven passing touchdowns. Okay, of course. With yeah. again eight rushing, eight rushing. Okay, because so. I think they're going to utilize him at the goal line because he he is so gifted there. Yeah, um, it's so hard to stop him. So it may be a passing play. You know, um, right? Like Detroit one. We think about yeah, that they Detroit may call run. it. Yeah. But you know he might run over a guy just to get what, in. So how many interceptions? I said twelve. Um, so you're going. So I said 27, 27, 27, eight. Wow, that yeah, that's that's fun, bro. That is that. 
I'll say that's efficient. I don't know if it's MVP just because like 27 yeah. touchdowns is not enough. It could be though, because we all love a good story. Bears are in the playoffs. It's you know. true, but you got to think about like third. That's what only thirty-five total touchdowns. So yeah, I might be low on that. Yeah, MVP, you got to hit like forty at least, yeah, right? Normally, MVP is like forty-two to like you know. I think what Brady's record was like fifty-four. At least that was all passing. But yeah, mm-hmm. you got to hit like the forty range to start to kind of get in that MVP conversation. So I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Realistically, that's a fun one. Gonna, he's not going to be an MVP, but yeah, that one is fun. I, but honestly, to be fair, both of those scenarios would be great. Yeah, those are both major so, improvements. We have, um, let's see here. Do we think uh, Kari? I think it's blasting game. Will have more role of a more role in the passing game this year. This is from David Miller. Hmm. It's a good question. That is a good question. He talked about how he 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 want you know there was plays Full for back. him to get the ball in the red zone. He just never got him. I can see it. I mean, it's always good to have that option, right? third yeah. down and things like that like it's it's good to have it so I, I, is he going to be a pivotal piece no he's there as a fullback and a fullback's job is to block for running backs so yeah no i agree with everything you just said i i i think so you can only go up from here i think the bears passing game they're already i think they spent they had 20 minutes and did 28 plays today in otas so yeah. 28 plays in 20 minutes yeah, that's so very very good and it shows that they're you know seven on sevens they're it's a very big emphasis and it, and it should be because the bears they have the weapons now they have they should have an offensive line that could protect fields and give him enough time so i think absolutely i think he could have a touchdown or two even you know in that absolutely. red zone and flus talked <laughs> so, about like how they want to focus on otas and then also we have to remember otas is no pads allowed so it's very hard to practice running if you can't block oh yeah like it. it's you know, even you know, in uh even in during the season, I feel like it's weird. training camp. You don't want to hurt anybody. Right, right, right. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so and then we'll end it with this. Um, let's see here. This one's from I think it's Boomall. <laughs> Not sure if I'm saying that right. Um, who are the day one starters from our rookie class? Do we have any? Yes, we do. Javon Dexter. <laughs> you said, do we have any? And Darnell Wright. Sorry, <laughs> I was trying to think. I'm like, who's gonna no. start? But yeah, Darnell Wright. Obviously, I think we. That's a given, mm-hmm. right? He is our starting right tackle. And this is all barring injury, right? Our bearing injury, barring. Uh, and then uh, Javon Dexter, I think, will – well, it depends. I don't know if he's – is he playing three or one? Justin Jones is the starter for now. But I could see Javon Dexter being the starter. But other than that, I don't – oh, and uh, I'm tripping. Uh, Stevenson from Miami will be CB2. Yeah. That is that is and my prediction. So we have to be two- shocked if – Johnson. Oh, Stevenson. Yeah. Cause yeah, be like Johnson CB one, Kyler Gorn flu said yesterday that he's their inside guy. Right. Um, you see teams nowadays, that's not even a, uh, like a diss on uh, Gordon. Uh, the teams nowadays are putting some of their best corners in the slot because now the NFL has like a lot of the wide receiver, the number ones are moving to the slot. So I can see him staying there. And then you have a uh, Stevenson, the cornerback from Miami being CB two. So two starters yeah. on defense possibly, and then one starter on offense. I agree with all that. I like Stevenson. Uh, it would be funny though if Johnson tops the <laughs> the chart, you know, as far as RB one come. Oh, you know, I didn't even season. think we just had that, but and I don't man, think I, so. I think Herbert obviously yeah, should get Herbert. a it, uh, kind of a sneaky potentially could be starting day one, but depending think- on the hype and how he has, you know, how he plays, you know, training camp, OT, everything like that. Who knows? But I think that could potentially be Man. another starter in this class. And then we got Pickens. 
probably not, but yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna but be interesting. I just I just find a very if it was one running back, like I could see it because you only have to beat out one person, but this man beating out also a, Herbert a veteran. Foreman. Yeah, I don't know. It's if it happens, great. I'm well, I don't even know if that's great because I'm like, shouldn't Herbert Herbert should be the one? Like, even if Johnson's good, Herbert's been in the league and played well. He should show that he's RB1. So I almost feel like I'd be disappointed if Johnson's starting, in my opinion. I think I view it more of as a negative than as a positive. So I'm hoping yeah. Herbert's that dude. I think the running back room is going to be great. It's going to yeah. be a fun. They're going to the Bears are going to want to run the ball just like they did last year. And Absolutely. you have to worry about Fields and his dual threat. So I think running the ball is not going to be an issue no matter who's no. you know taking. The it won't snaps. be as good as last year just because like last year we broke like records, but like I think it's still going to be a top five. Mm-hmm. I think it is an emphasis, and what's going to take this offense to the top is now it's not like our only thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like now we can actually have wide receivers that can catch open you know passes so yeah no absolutely man i think i, I we, first of all we appreciate all the questions I, these yeah, were yeah. great thank you for sending them in we'll, we'll, we'll still we'll do this every couple of weeks or depending it is the off season you know it's kind of the oh, otas are here so it's kind of fun there's a lot of news but we are kind of getting to that point mid off season where we're going to need some more um probably just some mailbag questions you know uh, it's fun we appreciate it all the interaction um Ficky, man i think i think that about wraps it up do you have, you have anything else you want to talk about <laughs> Nah, man, you know me. I could talk on for hours. I know these people don't want to hear that. And we, and we got more episodes yeah. to talk about. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting. OTA started. There's going to be more stuff coming out, more clips. It's all just like feeding us Bears fans and our addiction, like getting the hype and really getting us closer and closer to week one against the Green Bay Packers. So I'm just excited for it all. Absolutely. And again, thank you for uh, Chicago, Nick. Uh, just another year Chicago podcast. Again, yeah, we'll have out. all his information here uh, in the description. Uh, a great conversation. Um, he's has a great interview with, uh, it was a Doug Eric, Kramer. Eric, no, no, Eric Kramer. Eric, no, no, Eric Kramer. Yeah, Eric Kramer. Yeah, yeah. The leading Who, Who's uh, Doug Kramer? Why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> Anyways, uh, great yeah, interview Eric, with him. Check it out. I believe it's out probably tomorrow when we're recording this. Yeah. But check out on his YouTube. We'll probably have it here linked as well. But again, we th- everyone that is uh, kind of tuned in on YouTube and supported the channel, we appreciate it. Um, if you do like the content, make sure to like, su- subscribe, uh, and comment. It really does help the channel grow. I think we have about maybe, I think only 30% of uh, the viewers are subscribed. So make sure to, if you do like it, subscribe. It does help a lot. Uh, but we'll be back next week, next Tuesday or Wednesday, depending. Uh, but we'll have an episode out for you. So we appreciate it. And uh, until next week, we'll, we'll see you. Deuce.